0: You're listening to Sewing Together from AppletreeSewing.com and this is episode 4. Hey guys, it's Eastland here and this is the fourth episode of the Sewing Together podcast. I have some news you all might be excited about. I know I'm excited. The new t-shirt pattern drafting blog series I've been working on is going to be released this week. I'm so excited to share it with all of you. I am almost finished and I'm just so happy it's almost done. Not like uh, I am just glad to get this over with kind of a way but like I'm just so excited to share it with you. So today I'm gonna tell you about what it's gonna look like, how the release is gonna be formatted, why I think you should try it out, and I'm gonna give you a little bit of sewing pattern history. So first I'm gonna give you a couple of reasons why I think you should try out this t-shirt pattern drafting blog series that I'm gonna be posting. Reason number one, and probably the best reason, is it is completely free for you right now. So if you're listening to this in March of 2017, This resource is completely free. I'm posting this blog series starting on Friday and it's not going to cost you any money. Now I'm not going to guarantee that it's always going to be free, but definitely right now it's completely free. So not only is it not going to cost you money, it's actually going to save you money. If you're like me and you really like to buy patterns, well now you're going to learn how to draft your own t-shirt pattern. So that's one less pattern that you have to buy. Not only that, but you're not going to want to buy any more patterns and that leads me to reason number two, which is this is going to be the best fitting t-shirt you own and the reason is because it's made completely for your measurements. It's made to your exact measurements. So back in The last episode I talked about six reasons why you should learn to sew your own clothes and in there I sort of touched on how patterns are drafted using industry standard measurements and they don't fit the majority of bodies so you have to kind of adjust them while this pattern is drafted to your exact body so it is going to fit you perfectly. So it's definitely going to be your best fitting t-shirt. Reason number three is because you're going to learn a new skill. So if you don't already know how to draft patterns, this is a great skill to have. The process I'm going to teach you is going to show you how to draft a t-shirt, but you can easily use that process to draft a dress, a long sleeve shirt, a tank top, a hoodie, a wide variety of knit tops, really. It is kind of limited to knits just because the process I work through uses a negative ease. And negative ease will only work with knit fabrics. If you try it with woven fabrics, then you won't even be able to move in your garment. You probably wouldn't even fit in your garment, actually. So it only works for knit fabrics. But you can still learn the process and then add positive ease. And then you could even create woven tops from that. Okay, reason number four why I think you should try to learn how to draft your own t-shirt is because you will gain a deeper understanding of how patterns are made. Once you understand how patterns are made, why the lines are the way they are, you'll have an easier time adjusting patterns to fit you. So just like I was talking about before, how patterns are drafted for these industry standard sizes and they're not gonna necessarily fit your body right, well, you'll learn why they're drafted that way and which lines to adjust, where to adjust them if you practice your pattern drafting skills. So this is a great entry-level way to practice your pattern drafting skills. That leads me to reason number five, which is that it's easier than you think. I used to think that drafting patterns was super complicated and hard and that I'd never be able to do it. And once I started trying it, I found it was actually pretty easy to learn. Some patterns can definitely be difficult to draft, but basic patterns are pretty simple. And I think probably anybody can do it. The only tricky part is maybe the calculations, but I have a printable worksheet available for you in this blog series. It'll walk you through how to complete the different calculations, so I don't think anybody will have any problem with it. I think it's going to be way easier than what you think. Okay, so those are my five reasons why I think you should try to draft your own t-shirt pattern. So there's two different ways to design a garment. There's flat pattern design, which is the process that I walk you through for the t-shirt drafting. Or you can learn a technique called draping. And uh, both of those sort of have their own places in garment design. But the process that I use for the t-shirt is flat pattern design. For me, I use um, the flat pattern cutting process for making my printable PDF patterns as well. Most of what I've learned is from Winifred Aldrich's books, Metric Pattern Cutting for Women's Wear and Metric Pattern Cutting for Children's Wear and Baby Wear. The way I make patterns that I sell in my Etsy shop is I usually start by drawing out the design that I want by hand, just like an image of what I want it to look like. Then I draft the flat pattern pieces using my computer. I print out those pieces and assemble them and then create a garment using those pieces. Then I make adjustments to the garment and transfer the adjustments to the pattern pieces either by measuring the changes that I've made or like tracing it and scanning it back onto the computer to adjust the digital design that way. After I'm satisfied with how the garment looks, then I get testers to try it out. And I'm always amazed with how many people are willing to help. My pattern testers are complete volunteers and... All they really get out of it is a free pattern, which definitely isn't worth the amount of time that they invest in testing. But I'm never short of people offering to help. I think maybe there's something about the community that we create when we're testing and it's like this group of people working towards a common goal. It's kind of fun and exciting. And maybe also the joy of getting the early release of the pattern and seeing how everything evolves. But I just think it's so great that there's so many people out there willing to help. After I've got the pattern tested, then I make my final adjustments, um, finish up any minor changes that need to be made, and then the pattern is ready. So that's my process that I go through in developing the pattern. Now of course there's also developing the tutorial to go along with it, but that's a different process. So one thing that I really love learning about is the history of sewing, so I thought with the release of this episode, it might be kind of fun for me to share what I know about sewing pattern history. So if you've ever watched The Great British Sewing Bee, they often have these tidbits of sewing history interspersed throughout the episodes. And if you've never seen The Great British Sewing Bee, it's like this amazing show that's a sewing competition. It's like Survivor for Sewing. I love it so much, but it is kind of intense to watch and it's kind of... um hard to watch too because they have these time limits on the garments that they have to create and it's I would never want to be put in that situation because they're probably not always proud of their final products because they have to rush so much the amount of time that they give them to create these things is insane like there's I could hardly even cut the pattern in the time that they have to make this complete garment anyway as I was preparing for this episode thinking about sewing pattern history, I remembered that in one of the episodes I watched, they talked about sewing pattern history, and I wasn't sure exactly which episode it was, but I went back and watched episode 1 and there was some sewing pattern history in that episode. I'm going to share with you what I learned from that episode. So, episode 1 of series 1 of The Great British Sewing Bee, they talked about in the late 19th century, in Britain, sewing was popular, but making clothing wasn't because they didn't have patterns back then. They had dressmakers and the dressmakers made their clothing. They would shop sort of like how you would look in a catalog to shop. Um, they had these books with designs and they would take them to the dressmaker and show them what they wanted. In In 1863, Samuel Beaton published the first patterns for the home sewer to make garments in his magazine titled Domestic Magazine, but they were a one size pattern. So it was like either one size fits all or these loose fitting clothing, or they would have to adjust the patterns to fit them. Okay so that was the information that I gained from re-watching that episode but I know more episodes have more information but I couldn't figure out which episodes to watch. So I remembered that somewhere in my sewing history I learned that Butterick was the first to create a sized pattern so I did a bit of online research to find out some more information for all of you. It was actually really easy. I just went to the Butterick website. So on butterick.mccall.com, I found a page that explains their history. And this is what I learned. In 1863, Ebenezer Butterick developed the first proportionally graded patterns. And then on their website, they go over this cute little story about Ebenezer and his wife and how they sort of came up with this. It starts by explaining that patterns prior to this were one size and they had to be graded larger or smaller by the sewer. Ellen, which is Ebenezer's wife, remarked about how it would be so much easier if the patterns came in her son's exact size, which gave Ebenezer the idea to start selling patterns that were the exact sizes people needed. So Ebenezer thought it was a great idea and started experimenting with how he would get these graded patterns into the hands of the home sewer. He tried cardboard, but quickly figured out that that wouldn't be easy to mass distribute. So finally, he settled on tissue paper. He started making his patterns only for men and boys, but eventually the company expanded to women's wear, which allowed fashion to become more accessible to the everyday woman. There's a lot more information on that page, and I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to find out more. But that's sort of a brief history of sewing patterns. So just as the first graded patterns were a revolution in fashion, I feel like the first PDF patterns are sort of leading the way for a new revolution for the home sewist. Nowadays we have access to a wide variety of paper patterns just through our computer and printer. But some people I know have become annoyed with having to print out patterns and tape all the pages together and then cut them out. I think a shift towards drafting your own patterns is a great solution. In episode one, I talked about why I created this t-shirt pattern drafting blog series. Basically, the reason is because I'm a teacher and I'm currently getting my master's in educational technology and design. And the class that I'm taking right now has this final project where we have to create a digital learning resource that includes a rich variety of multimedia. Being that I've recently started a PDF pattern company called Apple Tree Sewing Patterns, I've been learning a lot about pattern drafting, and I thought it would be fun if I could do my final project around pattern drafting. Searching the internet, I found that there wasn't a lot of free resources available to teach pattern drafting. So creating this blog series not only fills a need for me in this class that I'm taking, but also a need for people like me who are interested in starting to learn how to draft their own sewing patterns. The blog series is gonna be rolling out on March 31st, 2017. There are nine blog posts that will be released over a series of four days. In our Facebook group, we're going to do a sew along where each day we'll share the progress that we're going through, and I'll be able to answer any questions that you might have. So if you're listening to this in March of 2017, head on over to our Facebook group to join in on the fun. You can find our Facebook group by searching Apple Tree Sewing Patterns on Facebook, and then you might just have to narrow your search results to groups. Now I'll just tell you a bit about the different blog posts that you're going to see. On March 31st, I'm gonna release the first blog post, which is gathering supplies. In that blog post, I'm gonna have two separate lists. One list that has a complete list of all the supplies you're gonna need, and then the second list breaks the supplies down onto which supplies you're gonna need for which activity. I wanted to only release that one blog post that day to allow time for people to gather their supplies. In the blog post, I go over the fabric choices that you might want to make. There's not going to be any fancy tools or software that you're going to need. There are some printable worksheets that you're going to want to print off on that first day, though. On April 1st, the next day, I'm going to release two blog posts, one on how to take your measurements, and in that, I'm going to go over how you can take your own measurements. Ideally, you would obviously have someone else take your measurements, but if you're like me where The only time you get to sew is when your husband is watching the kids. You don't have someone there to take your measurements for you. So I go over how you can take your own measurements. I have pictures with explanations as well as a video and a printable worksheet for that part as well. The next blog post that's going to be released on April 1st is the calculations blog post. And again, I have a printable worksheet for you to go through and it explains all of the calculations that you need to do. But I also have a video that will be posted on that day that shows me going through the calculations for my measurements just so that you can see how it's done if you want that little bit of extra help. On April 2nd there's going to be three blog posts released and that's the day that we're going to actually be drafting the patterns. So the first blog post is on how to draft the bodice. That's going to show you how to draft the front and the back bodice pieces. There's a video for that segment. Blog 5 also released on April 2nd will show you how to draft the sleeve and again it's going to be a video and you do need your bodice piece in order to draft the sleeve because there's some measurements you need from that piece. Blog 6, also released on April 2nd, will be finishing the pattern and in that I'm going to go over just how to add your seam allowance, how to label the pattern, and some adjustments you might want to consider for your pattern just for design features. On April 3rd, that's the last day that I'll be releasing our blog posts. Blog 7 is going to be how to cut the pieces. There's going to be pictures with written explanations how to do that. Blog 8, released also on April 3rd, will be how to actually sew the t-shirt. Again, that's going to be pictures with written explanations. And then blog 9 is to share it, and that will be released on April 3rd as well. Now, I'm really hoping that you're going to be sharing your progress along the way, and in each blog post, I encourage you to share. There's a couple of ways that you can share with us your progress or your final product. So, you can comment on the blog posts, and I'll be able to see those as well as anybody who reads the blog post. You can post in our Facebook group. And if you are participating right now in March of 2017 and April of 2017, that would be an awesome way to do it because we're going to all be working together right then. But even if you're listening to this in the future and you want to give it a try, you can still post in that Facebook group and I'll still be there to help you if you need it. Another way that you can share is by using our hashtag AppletreeDraftATEE on Instagram. And I'm going to be following that hashtag. So I'll see if you post anything regarding that. Or you can email me at Eastland at AppletreeSewing.com. That's all I have for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope that you'll participate in this blog series.